0: Hey y'all, Pastor Emil here with another episode of Sweet Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Ice cream is sweet, but Jesus is far sweeter. Coming to you from the podcast studio here at Open Arms. Excited for another episode of Tuesday Tunes. And uh, today we have Cindy Uri to thank for this song, uh, this is actually a song I don't think I had ever heard of before. Uh, not even sure if I heard of the artist here, but uh, great song, a lot of good stuff here. I've only got about twenty minutes here, and uh, sometimes I talk longer than that. I'm going to try not to talk longer than that today. Uh, but uh, some cool stuff here. "Funeral," Leanna Crawford. All right, so starts out kind of like a funeral, and uh, you know the title of the song really doesn't give you insight into what the song's about. Um, I, when when uh, Cindy first showed, uh, told me about the song, I'm thinking, oh man, is this about a funeral, about something that happened at a funeral, or or somebody you know's funeral, or whatever. And it starts out, the first verse there, kind of about like what would happen at a funeral. But then it goes into some really cool stuff that, isn't at all what i expected. So, anyway, check it out. Dearly beloved, we're gathered here today to pay our last respects to the guilt and regret that had me buried in my shame. So, so this is actually a funeral we're going to see for essentially the the baggage of the past, the old you, the old me, the old uh, Leanna Crawford, right, like the, the old person and all of the baggage and all the mistakes and all the sins and all the problems and all the times we messed up, uh, that's all being buried uh, along with the guilt, the regret, and the shame. Uh, see, I was so hopeless, I stopped making plans, convinced my best was behind me, the past would define me, don't deserve a second chance. Right, so I don't know if you've ever had that situation where you just kind of felt like everything that you've done up until this point, you know, it ain't gonna get any better than that. There's no way that that's possible. That uh, the best is behind you, the past will define you, and you will not get a second chance. Boy, do we have a lot of that going on in our world today? Our world does just not. Light giving second chances. Our world does not. You know, they're really harsh, right? And and they don't let us forget things. And and the way things are with social media now, the way things are, just digitally uh, recorded, available forever and ever and ever. Even if you delete something, you know someone's got a screenshot of it. Someone's got some kind of record of what you've done, and they will never let you forget it, right? If if they have any choice, they will not let you forget it at all. And and that's kind of what she's talking about here. I don't know if you've had things. If you have things that are kind of dogging you, things that uh keep coming up in your in your mind maybe there are things that you don't even talk to anybody about but they're there right you have a past i have a past we all have a past we all have baggage we all have things that we wish we wouldn't have done that we wish we wouldn't have been a part of we all have guilt we all have regret we all have shame and uh, we all think that uh, sometimes all of that stuff makes us think that we don't deserve a second chance Uh, that that there's no way out there's no way past this this is now who we are you know I was actually uh, having a conversation with somebody who was at some point talking to someone who had gotten out of prison and this person was telling me the story about how they're talking to this uh, person who'd just been released from prison and they just kept kind of looking down, they wouldn't look at him they wouldn't look him in the eye, they wouldn't really engage him, they were kind of just, you know, there was a lot of guilt, There's a lot of shame, and then finally, you know, this guy, he tells the story about how he just said to the guy, hey man, you and I were the same, you got junk, I got junk, it just so happens that your junk happened to line up with stuff that uh, the state of Louisiana said was bad and that required certain kinds of Consequences, right? And he said, "We're both sinners. We're both terrible. the The difference is, is again, yours got you in trouble with the law, but you know you've paid your dues. You've you've been to prison. You've done your time, and and we're no different. I got plenty of stuff too. I just haven't been caught yet. Uh, my stuff is more inside. My stuff isn't outside. You know, I had this big long explanation of that." it was like the guy just lit up, and finally he was looking at him. He was like a real person again. He treated him with dignity and respect. He gave him this opportunity for a second chance, and this guy took it. He loved it. It was amazing. It was awesome. And and I think that's kind of that's where this song is going, right? And, and it's something that I think only Jesus really gives us. There, there's nothing else out there that gives us that. There's nothing else out there that gives us a second chance. There's no religion. There's no faith. There's no philosophy of life that that gives you that all the other things that are out there just say try harder do better try and make up for it you can run yourself ragged trying to do that you can kill yourself trying to do that you will never outrun your guilt you will never outrun your shame you will never outrun uh, your regret right so here we go then i met you and of course that's jesus and everything changed. I'm at you, and I'll never be the same. You know, that's something that I think uh, a lot of people are looking for from Christians. They're looking for people that seem different. And and all too often, it seems like we're just kind of like everybody else. And th- that's good in a lot of ways, but in other ways, it's it's not so good. <laughs> but... I also think people's expectations of what that means is that suddenly you're perfect or you're you're super duper holy, you're holier than anybody else, and that's not really what it is. It's it's that you are at peace with your past, your present, and your future. You are not caught up in all that baggage. You don't have anything to prove. You are not trying to make up for the past because you know there's nothing you could do to to do that. Anything and everything that needed to be done was done in and through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So, um, so that's kind of the bridge and then the, the chorus. So I'm throwing a funeral for the old me. I'm throwing a funeral for, those, for who I used to be. The new has come. The old is gone. Praise the Lord. I'm moving on. I'm throwing a funeral for the old me. Now, she's actually quoting a passage here that may be familiar to some of you. It's from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, I'm going to start verse 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So in Christ, we are new creations. The old is gone. The new has come. That's it, right? And so we could throw a funeral for that old person and say, that that person's gone. Gone for good. Gone forever doesn't play a role in our present or our future, uh, or at least it doesn't have to. Sometimes we let it, <laughs> but, but not and not for anyone who's in Christ. It doesn't. It does not play a role. It, it only plays a role when the devil is messing with us, uh, when, when someone else is using it against us. Uh, reminds me of a, a passage, Romans chapter 6, uh, John chapter 5, there's a, there's a whole bunch of great stuff that kind of talks about this. John chapter 5, verse 19, so Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees his father doing, um, that's a little bit early, uh, verse 20, for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me, has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Uh, so, in Jesus, through faith in Jesus, we are actually uh, alive. We are we are new people. the The old person is dead, uh, and we have been called to life as new people in Jesus. Romans chapter 6 talks about those who are baptized into Christ. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Right. So we, with Jesus, his death is now our death. Uh, we were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And so a lot of, you know, this right here, I think, is talking about, for sure, the idea that we are called to a new life in Christ, but I think it's also showing us the the mechanism, the means through which we can actually do that, and that's our baptisms, Right? in our baptism, when we remember that we are baptized into Christ, we remember that we were drowned. (laughs) The old person in us, the old Adam in us, was drowned in that baptismal font, and a new person, Jesus Christ, right? The new person in us, the new Adam, uh, has been brought to life, and that's something we have access to every single day. It's not just like you got to have this one moment in time where you switch everything and and suddenly you're great and awesome and perfect. It's not how it works. Uh, baptism, though, allows us to do that each and every day. You wash your hands, you take a shower, you, you take a dip in the pool. You, anytime you're near water, you're around water, you go, holy cow, that's right, I'm baptized, I've been washed, I've been made new. The old person has been drowned and there was a funeral for that. Right? Maybe your baptismal service was really a funeral in some sense, right? And now in Christ, in, in and through baptism into Christ, I have been made alive, I've been raised to new life, I am a new person, and that new person is going to live forever. Uh, there's also uh, a passage that uh, may be fairly familiar to some of you. It's in Philippians chapter 3. what lies behind, straining forward to li- what lies ahead, that new life, that, uh, you know, that, that new start each and every day, and that beautiful, 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 beautiful opportunity uh, for eternity. Uh, as new people, with new bodies, with no more baggage, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sin that we're dealing with, no more of our sin, no more of anyone else's sin, just enjoying life. Uh, eternal life, abundant life in Christ. Uh, Praise the Lord, I'm moving on, I'm throwing a funeral, we did that. All that was broken has now been redeemed. I was the captive, the sinner, the beggar, the prisoner, but now I'm set free. Because of you, my soul has been saved. Because of you, that old life's in the grave. So, uh, I guess I think of Romans 8:28, God works all things together for the good of those that love God, those called according to His purpose. And um, if God is for us, who can be against us is shortly after that. in verse 31, I believe. And so all of the brokenness, all of our mistakes, all of our suffering, all kinds of things have been transformed, they've been redeemed by God right so so this funeral isn't just about forgetting all of that uh, she, she's kind of talking about now how how God actually redeems even the worst of things. And I see that of course I, I probably mentioned this way too often. I got to come up with a different story but you know Joseph in the Old Testament, you know, his whole story is just one that is agonizing, it's painful, it's miserable, it's, it's incredible suffering, and yet God takes that suffering, he redeems it, he uses it for good somehow. Uh, and then, of course, Jesus is the clearest example of, wow, here's all this awful stuff that happens to Jesus, and God uses it for something amazing. God uses it to redeem you and me through his body, his blood on the cross, uh, through his sinless sacrifice on the cross, we have forgiveness, and that forgiveness gives us access to God, our creator, and life with God forever and ever, a life that is far more meaningful and fulfilling than anything we can even begin to imagine uh, about life in this world, this fallen world, and all of the things that uh, we're constantly being uh, tempted to or, or tried to be convinced to believe is actually good for us and is better for us, is best for us, and will do the things that only God can do. Um, so so God takes our past, our brokenness, our sins, our mistakes, and he uses them for the good of all those that love God. Um Now we got uh, the chorus again. I'm throwing a funeral for the old me. I'm throwing a funeral for who I used to be. The new has come. The old is gone. Praise the Lord. I'm moving on. I'm throwing a funeral for the old me. Uh, I'm saying goodbye to who I've been. I'm saying goodbye, never going back again. I'm saying goodbye. You know, I think... uh, it's probably something that's helpful for all of us every once in a while to maybe just take a moment and and specifically speak to those things or or have a conversation with God about those things and say goodbye and say, God, that was terrible. It was a mess. I'm sorry. Right. So some repentance, but also to say, God, you got to help me. <laughs> get past this, help me remember that in Christ, I am not captive to these things anymore, I'm not bound by these things anymore, they are forgiven, they've been washed away, I'm a new person, the old has gone, the new has come, and so make sure I don't remember this stuff anymore. (laughs) Uh, then now I don't know when it's coming, but when my time runs out, I'll be happy to leave. Yeah, because it won't be me. They're laying in the ground. I'll be with you, standing in the sun. I'll be with you. So until that day comes, I'm throwing a funeral. And then so the chorus again. Um, yeah, A little bit of stuff here that, you know, this is typically the way a lot of people think about. Our, our life and and thinking about death and thinking about the coming of Christ. Um, it's not exactly how I would think about it. I don't know that I need to go into that right now, but I think the basic idea is, is good that there is a time, you know, we have a limit to the amount of time that we have. And just like when... We read in John chapter five, you know, in Christ, yes, uh, you will be brought from death to life, right? And so, no matter what happens, we got this death that we've been talking about, kind of like the old person, but then there's also this death coming, looming off in the in the distance, uh, on the horizon, kind of uh, messing with us, right? Like, oh man, it's coming, and 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 you should be afraid of it, and and this is going to be something that. Um, is final it is something that should define you right that you you'll die but even this doesn't have the final say because in Christ all will be made alive in Christ, we are new creations. In Christ, we will be new creations. We'll be happy to be with him because he is all we need. And and even if that involves something as painful and frustrating as death for us and, and painful and frustrating for the people that love us and are around us and that are left behind, it's okay because we will have Jesus and uh and that's that's part of the new life that we are, are promised in christ that when we die we will we will continue to to exist we will continue to have life in some way and, and for sure at the on the last day at the resurrection we will have new bodily life where jesus raises the dead and gives us real physical bodies and, and a new heavens and a new earth and, and all kinds of wonderful amazing things uh, that's, that's what we get promised to us in and through Jesus. And so if you're struggling, if, uh, if you're wondering whether God can, can get you past where you are, if there's any kind of forgiveness available for you, uh, gosh, of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. This world may not want to forgive you, right? That's cancel culture. That's all the stuff we talked about a little bit. Uh, if the world doesn't want to tolerate your missteps and, and failings and uh, quirks and idiosyncrasies, it, if the world is sick and tired of all that kind of stuff, they don't want to put up with it, they don't want to deal with it, they don't want to put up with you anymore, you know, Jesus loves you and, and Jesus forgives and Jesus gives fresh starts and Jesus gives new life. And, uh, you know, again, this why, why podcast? Why stuff like this out on Facebook? Why some of these different ways of trying to reach people? Well, because the church doesn't always do a good job of communicating this, or, or if we communicate it via a sermon or a Bible study, it's not always communicated in the way things play out in the day-to-day life of churches, and, and could the community that is the church doesn't always feel like that to people. And uh, I just want you to know that that don't matter. (laughs) That does not matter. Jesus does give new starts. Jesus does give new life now and into eternity. And uh, I hope you find that helpful and comforting. I hope you can bury the past, bury your mistakes. You may have to do it more than once, but it's gone, Uh, you know, the Bible says that uh, he will remember our sins no more. So why don't we just bury them? Why are we going to keep dwelling on them and remembering them and, and thinking about them over and over again? Is there stuff to learn from that? Absolutely. Uh, do we get to Jesus without that? No. If we got to know what we've done before we can actually get to the point where we recognize our need for Jesus. But there, there's no reason for us to be beat up by it, to be captivated and held hostage by our our regret, our guilt, and our shame. That's all been taken care of with what Jesus did on the cross and how uh, Jesus rose again from the dead. So uh, I got to go. Good to be with you. God bless you. We'll catch up with you soon. See you. Bye-bye.